Hey there, fellow pop culture nerds, Christian from the Proton Pack podcast here. Tony and I recently made the transition to host our podcast at anchor.fm, and they made switching from our previous podcast host an absolute breeze. Whether you're old pros like us or new to the podcast game, Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. In fact, you don't even need the complete tech setup that we use. Anchor gives you everything you need in one place for free. That includes creation tools allowing you to record and edit your podcast, which you can do right from your phone or computer, and it sounds great. They'll even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many more. And as you gain traction with your show, you can easily make money from your podcast as well with no minimum listenership. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Proton Pack Podcast. I'm Chris and with me always is the Buzz Lightyear to my Woody, Tony. Say hey, Tone. To infinity and beyond. Oh, shut up. Hey, guys. Episode 27. How's it going? Yeah, we're getting up there. Getting yeah, episodes out every week. Our days change a little bit, but... Uh, Days change, man. Life life gets in the way, and then I go out and I get sick. I mean, I can't believe I'm sick right before mother vacation. I hate <laughs> when that happens. Yeah, so if you hear Tony hacking and coughing up a lung, it's just par for the course this week for him. Yes, yes. so when I start sounding like uh, Ginny, a.k.a. my dad's, I think now ex-girlfriend, or maybe they're, they're still Really? Oh, yeah. Dr. Cracky in the house, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> like, legit, I, f- I feel like I have smoked a pack of cigarettes. I have not felt like <laughs> this crappy congested uh, since I was a young lad who smoked Marlboros. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll take on some of the heavy lifting. Uh, you won't have to do too many uh, impressions that push the voice, and we've got our uh, sand bites to uh, help us out. <laughs> that sounds good. There's a lot of fun sound clips so we should have fun with that there are um this week we're recording on a saturday midday so uh, you got us all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed uh but uh the news stories coming out this week there's not a whole lot you know whereas in the last two weeks our shows have been about an hour and a half each i expect this one to be a little bit shorter because we're not getting a whole lot out of it but we'll make the best of it All right. Uh, And starting out as we have been with our shameless plugs, uh, again, I urge everybody to go check out uh, my dog rescue nonprofit, Rough Riders, at roughriders.org. We take dogs from kill shelters on the West Coast. We transport them up to the partner rescue shelters. Um, We have our own foster base to give them a second chance at life. And uh, sitting in the uh, office with me today is just one of those dogs, Smiley, who's uh, right now scratching at his face. But uh, yeah, 
If you're a dog fan, uh, go check us out. We're all over social media at uh, Rough Riders Saves, and uh, we always appreciate any of the support that we can get. Uh, as far as Tony's side projects, he uh, does a weekly movie review. If you want to get into that tone. Yeah. Um, 95.1 KMVC out of Carson City. Um, we do a little radio show called the Pop Culture Kaboom. You can check us out. I usually go live about 830 um, or 840. I guess it's 740 uh, Pacific time. We all we also now archive our past shows. So feel free to go to KMVC.com. Um, I'll send a link up and go ahead and if you want to hear any past ones, I know Jimmy had a really good, uh, interview with Mark Fergus last week, so that should be good to check out. I only fan writer. Yeah. So good stuff there. Um, I unfortunately did not get a chance to listen to it because I was doing something right after that. So I didn't listen to the show. I just appear on the show. So, uh, check it out and, um, Check out our YouTube show, and I have a horrible movie reviews and all that other uh, things I can try to fit in when I'm not working or being sick. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then our boom shakalaka. Um, our final shameless plug is uh, totallyrad1981.com. It is our sister site to the. Eras that we grew up with: the 80s, the 90s, uh, the things that we grew up with as kids and love and uh it's a t-shirt site so you can get t-shirts that uh have the logo in in various different formats from uh you know tnc surf to uh fresh prince of bel-air um to the full house logo um you know again paying homage to those things that we love and then we're all over social media mostly instagram with that one uh putting up pictures and videos of uh uh, you know, old uh, show intros or cartoon intros or commercials. And, and so it's a lot of fun. We're uh, gaining ground there. And uh, again, it's a, a nice uh, sister site to what we do here on the Proton Pack podcast. Excellent. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to get into the show, um, starting as we do each and every week with TV news. We only have one TV story, but, uh, that's it this week? That's the it. The cream of the crop! It is. <laughs> so we know that uh, Disney Plus is coming out, the streaming service uh, directly from Disney. We already know that it's going to have a ton of great content. And the best part is it's only $6.99 a month when it's launched. Well, oh, with, <laughs> <laughs> with Disney taking over Fox, there was some question on if uh, – you know, they were going to include some of the Fox properties into any of that um, or if they were going to do their own Fox related um, streaming service. Well, we're getting the first bit of news of the uh, Fox Disney crossover where uh, director Mick G, which you probably remember him most from, uh, you know, the was it? Late Charlie. 90s, early yeah. 2000s. Yeah. yeah, Charlie's Angels movies. He's with, also uh, brother of McNugget. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best name in the industry, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, he's come out and said that he is developing a uh, True Lies television series from the uh, Jamie Lee Curtis Arnold Schwarzenegger movie of the same name that came out back in 97, 98, somewhere around there. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> 
which followed, uh, you know, Schwarzenegger as Harry Tasker, who was a secret agent, led a double life. And then, uh, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, kind of gets roped into it. And uh, definitely an awesome Schwarzenegger movie. Oh, it was uh, great. It, it was one of the last before he went on his streak of not so good ones like uh, Eraser or End of Days. But uh, that was a fantastic movie. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm sorry, Arnold. <laughs> you do the chapel, dude. Now I can do a good Arnold voice today. <laughs> uh, Mick G is saying that it's largely a reboot, but there may be the opportunity for uh, Arnold to make a uh, you know a guest spot, a cameo, uh, which would be really cool to see him. Um, and it was actually originally um, uh, produced by James Cameron. So did he direct it as well? I forget who directed. He did direct that one, yeah, because that's yeah. when, because after that, James Cameron went off to do like Titanic, and and then that seemed to be his big focus was that, and then it was Avatar, because now he's just turned into producer, aside from directing the upcoming Avatar movies. Yeah, yeah, but uh, in any case, it's nice to know that uh, Disney's bringing some of the Fox properties into the fold, and we're going to see some uh, familiar names, you know, if not faces. Yeah, that's it's going to be great. I mean, this is one of those cool things about the Disney uh, Fox merger. You're going to get cool properties like that and uh, should be good. I mean, worth a check. I think McG did some other uh, TV shows. Um, He was directing uh, the Lethal Weapon series before they lost their uh, main character. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I thought it was enjoyable. The first season, Uh, season two, it kind of went off the rails. And yeah, well, and for this type of project where it's really sort of a mix between comedy and action, I think he's got the chops for it. I think he'll do well. I do too. I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah. Uh, sort of a little side tangent, speaking of Fox and Disney, I read just a quick little blip that uh, Ridley Scott and Disney are working hard to try and refocus the Alien franchise and, uh, you know, refresh it for, you know, this new merger. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted to, to get that back in there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, that's that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, Prometheus and Alien Covenant. I know a lot of people didn't, but uh, I think they were trying to work on a third one out of that, and I don't know if that was put on the back burner now or or what. Well, I, I would imagine that there'd be a home and a, a room for it. So, because they were good origin stories to the Aliens franchise, so definitely not bad. Yeah. And uh, I guess side tangent of the side tangent. Uh, I recently saw The Predator, the new one that uh, Shane uh, Black did. That was awful. Oh, it was terrible. I don't know what oh, you. Uh, I don't know if I ended up watching it. I think you saw it in the theaters. <laughs> That was a lot of noise. <laughs> that was. I I hit the predator hoping it would just be a predator sound to your yeah. stuff. But it was a lot of stuff. You know what does hold up, though? Because after I watched that, I was like, oh, I need a palate cleanser. Is uh, Predators the one that had uh, Adrian Brody and Lawrence Fishburne in it? Yeah, that one was good. That was a fun movie. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, the predator was not not good at all no but no. he's also the guy he directed iron man 3 and iron man 3 was 
the worst of the three. And a lot of people would beg to differ. A lot of people would say yeah. Iron Man 2, but I agree with you. I, it was yeah. my least favorite. It was my least favorite, too. Yeah. Anyway, so... With the whole boss thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Side tangent is a side tangent. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's the sound I was going for. There you go. A little late now. Fifth time's the charm. (laughs) Well, since we already started talking about movies and we only had one TV-related article, let's head on into our weekend box office report that we do every week. And again, just like last week, uh, we're recording on a Saturday, so we're well into the next weekend's box office. But... Let's fill you in on what happened last weekend. Uh, Avengers Endgame was finally dethroned by uh, Keanu Reeves as John Wick in John Wick Chapter 3 Parabellum, which we'll give our review here. please get this man a gun. Speaking of Lawrence Fishburne. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it opened with a uh, 57 million, which uh, again is a very good opening uh, for... um, uh, you know, first place. It uh, let's see, John Wick, the first one opened with forty-three, and Chapter Two opened with. It is not telling me, so I have no idea. All right, <laughs> this one did well compared it to the other two. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in second place was Avengers Endgame. No surprise there, with another twenty-four or sorry, twenty-nine point four million. Has a domestic total of 770.8 million, and its uh, worldwide total is 2.61. And it is just so close, it's nipping at the heels of Avatar, which is 2.78. Because now Avengers is the number one all time in the United States, it officially passed. uh, It officially passed Avatar, but worldwide, it's, it's just right there. So, yep. Uh, in third place was uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu with a uh, 24.8 million. Meh. <laughs> we all know how you felt about that. Yeah. My my <laughs> little fart button didn't uh, it disappeared. So there's normally that I would blow a fart there, but there's just yeah. don't know what happened to it. So. But all, in all, it's making some pretty good money. Its uh, domestic total is. About 150, no, 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 94 million, and its worldwide total is uh, 287.4 million. So it's making its money back. Yeah, it's it's doing good. I mean, yeah. Uh, the fourth place movie is the comedy drama Dog's Journey, opened with 8 million. I think that's a lot less than they were expecting, but. Uh, you're up against John Wick, and you're still battling uh, Avengers, yeah. Dog's Journey should have came out somewhere like February or March. It probably would have done a lot better. I didn't realize that this was a sequel to uh, A Dog's Purpose from 2017. Yeah. No idea. The trailer totally spoils it for you. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah. Big time. What's funny is that... I'm sure the movie's not a fart, but the trailer totally is... uh, (laughs) I mean, it literally walks you through what happens. It's like, oh... Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, you know, being in the animal welfare industry and dealing with dogs, you would think, oh, man, these movies are right up my alley. I can't watch them. You know, they're too. I think Marley and me was the one that did it to me where it's like, oh, man, this is going to be a fun movie about a dog. And then spoiler alert, you know, the dog dies and it's like, oh, too sad. You know, I deal with, you know, 
sad dog stuff on a regular basis. And yeah, last thing I want to do is go to the theaters and watch another movie about it. I'd exactly. rather, yeah, escape to you know something a little more John Wick related, where the dogs are kicking ass. Yes, <laughs> but we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Uh, in fifth place was the Hustle, which was the uh, you know sort of dirty rotten scoundrels uh, female twist with. Uh, Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway, and it made six million. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite part now, but yeah, the hustle, the hustle. I think I did that last week. <laughs> this one's gonna get a huge part, by the way. The next one you talk oh, about. Oh, okay. Yeah. You were waiting for me. Sorry about yeah. that. All right. Uh, rounding out the top ten is uh, in sixth place the other Dennis Quaid movie in the top ten, The Intruder. That that was ridiculous. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, but <laughs> all right. Uh, the seventh place movie was The Long Shot with Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. Oh, I like that one. I'm not gonna give that a fart. That was a good fun movie. It unfortunately did not find. They released at the wrong time. That's a movie that should have come out uh, during a slow month as well. That would have been a good like August movie, like exactly. late August. Yeah. I think they really they, the timing, the way the studio put that one out. I think the studio gets the this week, not <laughs> the movie, because the movie was good. Yeah. Uh, eighth place is The Sun is Also a Star with 2.6. Don't know anything about that. Oh, I liked When the Moon Was a Rock, the prequel to it. The Rock? The Rock. <laughs> He's just playing the moon? Just, yes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Ninth place was the senior cheerleader comedy Palms with 2 million. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then uh, in last place, punch, rounding out the top ten. That's a huge <laughs> is uh, Ugly Dolls with 1.6. Oh, that's just going to get one loud. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of weekend box office, and as I mentioned, we are in the middle of this current weekend. Uh, Tony, you had a chance to see a movie that we were waiting for, Brightburn. I'm going to go see it uh, tomorrow with the girlfriend, but uh, this is the James Gunn-produced uh, Superman alternate story uh, as a full-on horror. Uh, let us know what you think. Yeah, our friend uh, James Gunn produced a uh, fun movie. Um, so if you guys don't know what Brightburn's about, because um, most people don't. I told a lot of my friends about it, and they're like, I've never heard of it. Um, the synopsis is really lame, by the way. It's just, what if a child from another world crash landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he provide, he proved to be something far more sinister? It's pretty <laughs> basic. And then you send the trailer. So... My horrible review is basic as well. It's uh, what if Superman was evil and not a hero? Uh, well, that's Brightburn, basically. It's the story of Superman if he was an evil little teenager. Uh, ben, Bri ben Byer is a creepy teen who is drawn to his spaceship and gets evil tendencies. His dad is Roy from The Office and his mom is Effie Trinket from The Hunger Games. They worry something is wrong with Ben. Well, guess what? Ben is an alien, and he's an evil Superman. More like a super teenage Chucky. That's right. Um, the, the pros to this movie is it's produced by James Gunn. 
Uh, Yondu may be in it. Winky, winky. Oh. Elizabeth Banks does a great job as Ben's mom to keep him calm. If you like jump scare, it's a thumbs up. If you like crazy horror, ridiculous death scenes, there are two gruesome ones. That's a thumbs up. But the cons is it's a predictable movie. Uh, typical. Why would you investigate creepy noises in the dark? Ah, <laughs> uh, hello. They that this emphasizes on all those idiotic scenes that we grew up on slasher flicks. Um, if you hate jump scares, you're not going to like it. If you hate gruesome movie deaths, you're really not going to like it. Uh, but overall, my verdict is: if you like horror movies, then absolutely yes, you should see it. Um, if you don't like horror and jump scares, well then absolutely yes, go see it because your reaction is the best and that's one of the fun reasons of seeing this in a theater. Um, it is predictable and the trailer builds it up to be better than it really was. However, I was entertained and that's the whole goal of the movie. I give Brightburn four out of five. I just remember I'm not a real critic. I'm just a nerd who writes reviews on his iPhone and a sick, twisted individual. <laughs> I like it. Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> While you're talking about that, I just thought of a television-related story that uh, earlier in the week I saw. I was trying to make a mental note to talk about it, and for whatever reason, I didn't. Um, so, pardon the side tangent, but the next American Horror Story season is going to be 80s slasher-themed. I like it. I, I didn't have my – since we didn't have sign tangent, I, did, I couldn't get you the uh... – the good old Eddie, or Eddie, wow. <laughs> Is that what I meant to say, Freddie? With kids today, huh? No respect. Hey, <laughs> Freddie, Freddie. But uh, yeah, back to Brightburn. You know, if, if you like horror movies, if you like uh, jump scares, uh, it looks like that's definitely the the alley to go up. You know, I, I didn't assume it would be like a... Uh, a thriller in the case that, you know, made you do a lot of thinking. I figured it was probably just a good, you know, popcorn horror flick, which sounds like based on your view, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, it, it was it was very enjoyable. So definitely uh, worth seeing in the theater. Theater. Uh, all right. So. Um, of us did get a chance to see is John Wick, Chapter three, Parabell. And so. In this one, you've got basically it following up the events directly following Chapter 2. Um, Keanu Reeves is back as John Wick. You've got Halle Berry in there. Uh, a lot of the familiar faces come back, uh, including including uh, Ian McShane and Lawrence Fishburne. And, uh, you know, it's, it's directed by a new director, and I don't have his name here, um, David Leach was the director of the first two, and he also directed uh, Deadpool. Um, Captain Deadpool? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one, while it has, I mean, the amazing choreography and, I mean, just death after death after death and in different creative ways, it has a slightly different look to it, which is interesting. Um you know, the first two were sort of dark and gritty, uh, very much like Deadpool, whereas this one was like bright and almost neon and uh, gave it some really cool visual aspects. Um, story wise, again, still not as good as, um, you know, the first two. But again, it's a John Wick movie. You don't go there for the story. You go there for, I mean, just the action and 
death and gruesomeness and, and everything that happens there. Uh, he returns with his uh, pit bull who uh, doesn't have as much of a um, role in this movie as he did in John Wick 2. But, but what we do get is the two uh, German shepherds that are Halle Berry's dogs that kick some major ass. They're I mean, vicious in that movie. Woo. Yeah. And the way they use them, it's almost like dogs doing karate. I mean, if you haven't seen the movie, that would make no sense. But when you see the movie, it's like, okay, that's fucking badass. Ooh, I just dropped the F-bomb. First <laughs> Did one. you? I didn't censor yeah. your time. <laughs> but uh, we're already, apparently, like, if you if you look, we're, we're already an explicit show. So we try to keep things PG-13. Drop maybe one F-bomb, a couple shits here and there. But, uh, yeah, if you go on iTunes or you know anywhere that we're hosted, <laughs> then uh, they mark us as explicit. But I don't think yeah. we're that explicit. I don't think we're explicit at all, those mother <laughs> What did you think of uh, John Wick Chapter 3? Oh, dude, it was great. Um, it was action-packed, non-stop, loved the fighting in action. This is the most kills in a movie I think I've seen since the snap of Thanos, man. It's entertaining, fast-paced, good humor. It's just a crazy fun ride. The The only cons, I people died in the movie, and that's really the only con I can think. It's uh, the horse scenes, man. This Just the way he uses the horse as a weapon, dude. Slapping the horse in the booty and then the horse drop-kicking the people. Just how vicious and random it was. Um, well, and they used, you know, different things like him using a library book as a weapon. Oh, yeah. I mean. Oh, the way he jammed it in the guy's jaw. Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely creative. Uh, so much fun. Uh, I loved the bad guy. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was the. He was fantastic villain, dude. Just he's his, the Iron Chef host. I can't he, think of. What his he name was is. such a smart ass in it. it was yeah. Great. Yeah. Uh, good movie. Uh, you know, it, it didn't suffer much from having a new director. Now, one thing that um, I found out is the director was often Keanu Reeves stunt double throughout his career. So for like the Matrix series. And he was actually the guy who filled in for Brandon Lee after Brandon Lee died on the set of The Crow. Um you know, to, to finish up the movie. And so the director has some major chops as far as, you know, a stunt choreography and martial arts background. And, um, you know, he's definitely showing what he can do in this movie. Oh, it was, so, it was so good. I mean, the action was non was, uh, was very fast paced. And, uh, what I liked too, was the people that sat next to us, uh, at the theater at times I, I, I was like, are they having sex or are they just really into this movie? Because it was like every punch scene, it was like, ooh, yes. ah, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, son of a, oh. I don't know who has sex like that, but uh, <laughs> it, it's just they were very into it. So yeah, yeah. but I, I mean, some of those scenes and some of those you know things that they did, you couldn't almost help but audibly make that those sounds you know it was it was like just involuntary just like oh especially with the horses i don't know what it's doing 
The heck? It's time to kick ass and chew bubble gum. <laughs> Thanks, Roddy. <laughs> I just wanted a kick effect for the thing, but it went on a tangent. I think Parappa the Rappa Onion jumped in there. <laughs> That's funny. So, uh, I yeah, I definitely recommend John Wick if you're an action fan. Um, John Wick 4. I tried going back to find it on any of the streaming services, the John Wick and John Wick 2, just to be like, yeah, I want to refresh, and I can't find it anywhere. No. So, may have to pick it up on Blu-ray. No. I think I have them on my, uh, well, I shared the uh, Voodoo with you. Yeah, yeah I got to figure out a way to get that to work with my Amazon Fire Stick, because Amazon and Voodoo not, do not like to play together. They do not, no. But, uh, yeah, so uh, John Wick uh, Chapter 3, awesome. And I give it a 5 out of 5. That's the, the second best movie I've seen this summer behind Avengers. Like yeah. Avengers is king of the mountain for me, but John Wick was right there. So it's no, no, uh, what, what, sorry. Smiley's over here trying to get my attention. <laughs> it's no surprise that there's going to be a John Wick Chapter 4. Obviously, they set it up at the end. We're not going to any spoilers. Um, but Lionsgate actually did a really neat thing in announcing it. They sent out a text to fans. I don't know how fans got on this text list. But uh, basically, the text message says, You have served. You will be of service. John Wick Chapter 4 is coming May 21st, 2021. So we've got uh, two years before we see another John Wick. Um Keanu Reeves, I mean, I want to say he's something ridiculous, like 60 years old, and he's still kicking ass. Oh, man, he just he's in great shape, and the training he did for this movie was phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, definitely go see this. It's, you know, as foreign as Lawrence, Florence, <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne says, Somebody please get this man a gun. What I liked at the end, too, are you pissed off john <laughs> yeah i'm pissed off so, <laughs> ah good movie good movie all right uh, going from good movie to potential train wrecks uh, a couple weeks ago we featured sonic the hedgehog trailer which uh boy it got a lot of yep got a lot of grief for the way that sonic looked and the uh, director jeff fowler came out and said okay <laughs> We've heard what you said. We're going back. We're redesigning Sonic. Uh, we're giving him some dental surgery. He didn't say that, but it was implied. And uh, that they were going to redo the um, the visual effects in order to make it closer to what the fans expect. And so news, everyone. that is good news. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, we're in an age where feedback is given in real time and it gives them the opportunity to make those changes on the fly. Now, the only thing with that is the time frame. So there was some concern that, uh, you know, in doing those visual effects, that the movie wouldn't be out in time for its original date of November 8th. And uh, looks like that's been confirmed. They've actually moved the movie back now to Valentine's Day, February 14th of 2020. So with that being said, I'm actually kind of glad that they decided to push it back. That way they're not rushing into doing something. They can give it the time that it deserves. And 
Ultimately, if they get the character design right, then the movie will be given the opportunity to stand on its own. You know, if the comedy works, the action works, you know, uh, Jim Carrey is Dr. Robotnik, um, as opposed to being a distraction of looking at a weird ass Sonic the Hedgehog. He looked terrible. Yeah. Like, why didn't they just look at like, I mean, shoot, they had it right uh, in Wreck-It Ralph, like. Just make Sonic look like Sonic. You don't need to reinvent his look or anything. People know what he looks like. It'd be like making Mario like a, um, you know, like a skinny Hispanic. Mario <laughs> or something, you know? Mario. <laughs> it's me, Mario. What is ese vato, Mario. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, February 2020 is when we're going to see the Sonic movie. Um and it's a good thing they're pushing it back, but uh, only time will tell if it's actually a good movie. That's my early predictions. That could be. That could be. All right. Uh, moving on to the next story. So uh, when we opened up the show, we uh, made reference to Toy Story, which we all know that uh, Toy Story 4 is coming out this summer on uh, June 21st. So a uh, little less than a month away. Well, uh, there's another toy movie coming out the same day, and their marketing has been spot on. Uh, Because they're opening the same day, the Child's Play movie, which is the horror movie with Chucky, has released... (laughs) 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 ...has released two... Tra- or not trailers, but uh, posters where it's basically uh, Chucky destroying the toys of Toy Story. And uh, Tony's going to post it up on our Facebook page. It's uh, it's the smartest thing they could have done in their um, in their marketing efforts. Yeah, they, they're doing a great job with it because it's not going to beat Toy Story at the box office. But um, I think for uh, for a remake, for a reboot, it actually looks pretty entertaining. I'm not going to. No, I, I like the trailer. I don't necessarily like the look of Chucky, but um, I like the fact that Mark Hamill has done a uh, a great job. But I guess in hindsight, the original Chucky was really lame. Right. Well, and not only that, but they didn't depart from the look of Chucky so much that it just takes you out of it. And if you enjoyed the the original stuff, it's not like what they did with uh, Freddy Krueger in the uh, you know remake with uh, what's his name. Uh, oh. Uh, Jack Earl Haley. Haley, yeah. Oh, that was a terrible Freddy. That's the worst looking Freddy I've ever seen in my life. It was worse than Sonic the Hedgehog, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this remake of Child's Play. It stars uh, Aubrey Plaza, obviously um, uh, Mark Hamill doing the voice of Chucky. He's got a amazingly <laughs> creepy laugh. Yeah. <laughs> And they, uh, you know, as we've mentioned before, have gone away from the soul of a killer, you know, possessing the doll to an AI gone wrong, which, you know, in this day and age, I think could work. Yeah, the trailer is definitely creepy. So um, it's got my interest. I definitely uh, they showed it right before Brightburn. So um, it's definitely something I would go see. Yeah. Smiley. Sorry, I'm trying to get Smiley out of this little corner over here. All right. Like I'm doing a uh, like a uh, <laughs> pop culture kaboom. I would definitely go see this movie because I rate trailers. <laughs> I go. My mindset goes there. 
sorry, Smiley has all of a sudden decided to uh, try and get me to play with him. And it's like, doesn't he understand I'm trying to do a podcast here? <laughs> all right. Uh, oh, Bob. Moving on from one uh, 80s franchise that uh, we enjoyed to another 80s franchise that we love. Hit it, Steve. Oh, You didn't have the music fold up? No, I didn't have it ready. So when you hit it, Steve, I didn't time it right. So you got a really bad version of that. So I fail. Oh, you know, I didn't save on my soundboard. That's why. Ah. Uh, we're talking Back to the Future, if you didn't get that from uh, Tony's uh, little acapella performance there. Uh, and it's not Back to the Future coming as a reboot or a remake or a sequel or a prequel. It's actually Back to the Future, the musical, <laughs> is uh, set for a 2020 world premiere. Now, we don't talk a lot about musicals on this podcast. Uh, I'm you not know, a big musical fan. No, but at the same time, it's Back to the Future, which is, you know, one of our favorite franchises and uh, you know it's getting the original players back involved so alan silvestri who was the composer of the movies uh zemeckis who uh actually worked with uh <coughs> co-screenwriter bob gale they're the ones who wrote the musical and so again it's getting the original creative force behind it it's going to, uh, let's see, open in the Manchester Opera House, so we're not even going to get it here in the States for probably a while. But there are some really good songs that came out of the Back to the Future franchise, including uh, you know, The Power of Love, Johnny Be Good, Earth Angel, and then uh, Back in Time. So I would expect we'll probably see you know, versions of those in the musical. Yeah, well, and as long as Bono's not doing it, it won't end up in the fate like Spider-Man, so. <laughs> <laughs> Spider-Sense is tingling. <laughs> so, uh, we may get one more update on. Yeah, it was definitely one of the weirder, this is a slow news week, it was definitely one of the weirder ones we came across, like, you know, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, but, uh. Thought it was worth at least a mention. Now, another franchise that we grew up with and loved. It certainly had its good versions and its awful versions. And uh, when we heard about what they were doing with Terminator Dark Fate, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. You know, it's you're bringing uh, Linda Hamilton back in as Sarah Connor. Of course, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the T-800. James Cameron is producing, and the director is Tim Miller, who directed uh, Deadpool 2. And so you've got a good force there. And uh, this week we got our very first trailer, which is our Proton Pack trailer of the week, which, do we have a theme for that? Or was it the box office report we forgot to do the theme for? It, It was the box office report, but that's okay. So we can do so for the trailer of the week this week, because it's always been me doing the nasally one and I'm already nasally and my singing is top notch. But we'll do this for the trailer of the week. All 
right. So uh, Terminator Dark Fate, we've only gotten a few pictures here and there. And now the trailer reveals uh, a lot about not only the story, but uh, some of the characters that are involved. And uh, we get a new evil Terminator. Which... Evil. Dr. <laughs> evil. Which is played by a Gabriel Luna. And uh, it's neat. It's sort of a mix between the T-800 and the T-1000 where... Um, you know, he can replicate himself through other pieces of metal and uh, some really cool scenes, obviously regenerate the same way the T-1000 did. And uh, I, I think it's a cool take on it. Now, the uh, female hero who is played by looking for her name, looking for her name, not finding it. <laughs> Anyway, the female Terminator is almost like, and they sort of hint to it, a human-Terminator hybrid, which I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, obviously, they'll explain it more in the movie, but you get a just a taste of it in the trailer. Yeah, it looks, it looks really good. It was a nice surprise this week. Quietly went out. Um, the return of Linda Hamilton, I think, is a, is a huge thing. The fact that James Cameron's producing... And Tim Miller from Deadpool is directing. Uh, I think it's going to be good. I mean, it's got to be better than what we got. The Genesis one just sucked. Yeah. And then this is the first one that's basically <laughs> the departure from the John Connor storyline. So everyone before that has all revolved around John Connor being the, um, oh, what do they call it in uh, the movie terms? Oh, it'll come to me. Basically the object that everybody's going after. Yeah, he's he's the resistance leader, and if they take him out, then the resistance doesn't happen. And basically, but I forget what they call him. So yeah, I want to say the Boondoggle, but it's it's not. It's some other weird name like that. That's a movie term for you know, like the Lost Ark or you know, whatever the object is that's the focus of the movie. God, that's gonna piss me off now. <laughs> It'll hit me tonight. Right. And then later, and then like, if you guys watch the podcast and comment on it, which some do, some don't, then you'll be like, it's this, you idiot. <laughs> and he's not an idiot. He just doesn't know. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Terminator Dark Fate. Tony, I'm sure, has posted on our Facebook page, Proton Pack Podcast. Uh, we're also on Instagram. But the uh, movie comes out November 1st, which is an interesting place to put it considering it doesn't fall into the summer movie season and doesn't fall into the, uh, you know, the Christmas movie season. So that might've actually been a really good move on their part. Yeah, I think so. Release it further. That's it's smart. Don't open up against big things, especially unfortunately with the Terminator series over the years has been kind of tainted with some poop poop sequels. So <laughs> I think they should have uh, put a rock in it. That would have rejuvenated it. <laughs> that would rejuvenate anything. Exactly. All right. Uh, the next bit of movie news. Uh, we had reported last week that uh, Lucasfilm has come out and said that the next group of Star Wars movies um, we're going to start seeing in 2022. So we've got a mm -hmm. uh, little bit of time before those come out. But there's been a lot of speculation on what those... 
<laughs> I love that version of it from Peter. It's always good, right? Yeah. So anyway, there was a lot of speculation about, uh, you know, what these new series of movies would revolve around. And uh, the rumor that I liked the most was uh, based on the Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Well, it looks like more and more of that is uh, coming around to being an actuality and that uh, sources claim that it's currently being written by Leta Caligridis. I hope I said that right. Uh, she wrote Shutter Island, was an executive producer on Avatar, and she was a co-screenwriter on Alita Battle Angel. So with those writing credits, that's definitely in good hands. And then, of course, the favorites, the favorite bad guys from that series are Darth Malak and Darth Revan. And uh, I'm sure people who love the Knights of the Old Republic series are just dying to see them on the big screen. I think it's a smart, if you're going to move away from the Skywalker saga, finally, I think this is a great fan service option to go through for sure. I, I think it's get away from the Ryan Johnson thing, man, that I have no interest in seeing his crap. Yeah. And the nice thing that about bad that I don't give a flying what he's got coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it'll be good in its own right. You know, just don't give him characters that we already know and love and, give him the opportunity to shit on him like he did in The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah, unless it's General Akbar. He can do a movie with him. Or Jar Jar. Misa, no, no. No, <laughs> I'd only want to see it if Jar Jar would have been a, uh, <laughs> if they would have just tied him and made him the Sith Lord that he is. Oh. That would have made him a better character. But he, unfortunately, is a big steaming pile of, <laughs> now um the we know that ryan johnson's working on a trilogy and then the uh, game of thrones showrunners db weiss and david benioff were working on another one and i think that this is probably the db weiss david benioff version you know knights of the old republic is almost like a medieval version of the star wars histories and i think they do really well with it yowie wowie yeah they Maybe I, somebody was talking, I was talking to somebody yesterday about how the Game of Thrones ended and how it was so disappointing and and it felt rushed and the whole season was like, they're like, well, maybe they're just too focused on Star Wars now. So, <laughs> which, you know, it's it's hard to please everyone with a show of that magnitude ending, you know, if. <laughs> Dexter was a, is a good example of. Uh, oh my God, you know, Dexter! What uh, a that was the that was just the epitome of <laughs> shitty ending. <laughs> like it was the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I had seen. Yeah, and it was a loved show. It was an amazing show, and uh, again, it's you know how do you how do you end it and you know it's one of those things where they made a choice and they have to live with it. Have you heard about the uh, petition? I mean, massively growing petition going around for Game of Thrones that fans want them to redo the entire last season. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. But you can't. Yeah. Now, no. well, if you go back and do it, it's still not going to be perfect. I mean. Like you said, there's no pleasing the masses. When you get into the pop culture world, um, you're going to please some. You're not going to please all. It's like the podcast, you know. People are going to like it. Some are not. Um, you just do it for you and, you know, be as true as you can in the material. And, you know, it sucks that it didn't live up to their expectations. But most 
series finales don't. And yeah. Dexter's a great example. Um, I thought way I I won't spoil it, and if 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 anyone wants to watch it, I would say just the last the last episode sucks. The last season sucked. Um, but the whole him driving into the storm thing, I'm like, oh, that that's a that's a, okay. I could see that ending that way. That's fine. But right. then. <laughs> but then when he's the lumberjack, I guess I said I wasn't gonna spoil it. Well, I spoiled it. So. Yeah. But then well, when he's the lumberjack at the end, I'm like, this is stupid. It's been out long enough that you know, I think spoiler alerts are are well passed yeah, on. Yeah, this. not needed. But you know how they were originally gonna end that show was, I think one of the main show creators or writers left during season five, which was the Trinity Killer year, and that was oh, that awesome. was best uh season it was so good it kept you on the edge of your seat week in week out it, was, it made you want showtime i mean you were in um he had come out and said the original ending for dexter his vision for it was he was going to be in the last episode in the death chair like right before his execution uh-huh every episode from season one to that moment was flashbacks of what led him to go to prison and like and that's what got him there so um, i think that would have been a, a great way to do it or have this last season with him in prison the whole season and getting away with the things he's doing and and you know how he navigates that yeah because yeah he never got caught but every time he was about to get caught then he made sure he didn't get caught or yep. some dumb luck thing happens as some tv shows do but, yeah, I was disappointed with him being a lumberjack because it's like, so you mean to tell me he's he's got a kid out there which could always leave the door open for another Dexter to him just randomly being in the woods as a lumberjack and he's not going to get the urge? Like, he, the whole point of him was he was justice when justice wasn't served. Like, he, he only right. took out the people that were bad. Up until a certain point in one of the seasons, then he was just killing, and that was weird. Like when he was in Nebraska, <laughs> yeah. he just killed the dude, and the it just it got stupid towards the end. So long rant, but uh, yeah, somehow that all relates back to Star Wars. Yes, yeah, it totally goes together. You're right, it really doesn't, Darth. <laughs> All right, uh, that does it for movie news this week, and then uh, we've got a couple things in video game stories. Oh, and then... I like a uh, video games. That yeah. Day, if I if I didn't have so many sound clips, I would have had a video game intro for you. So you get to listen to me cough. Oh my! He's on fire! <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so one of the games that uh, we loved the first two, um, so glad to see it's coming back, and the fact that Fox has now merged with Disney is very apparent with this. Uh, we're talking Marvel <laughs> Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, and there was a uh, trailer that was just released that uh, introduces uh, a bunch of the X-Men characters, and so not only the villains, but uh, you know the good guys as well. You know, you've got Magneto, Juggernaut, Mystique, um, and then on the hero side, Beast, Psylocke, uh, Nightcrawler, Wolverine. Um, and it's, I mean, the animation is fantastic. It's like a slightly 3D, slightly cel-shaded, probably what Capcom should have, uh, you know, the last Marvel vs. Capcom should have looked like. But, 
you know, it looks like Sentinels are going to play a big part in this game. And then obviously it revolves around, uh, you know, the Black Order trying to gather up all the Infinity Stones for Thanos. And uh, it looks good. At this point, it's only coming out to Nintendo Switch. Hopefully it makes its way over to PlayStation or Xbox, but uh, Tony's going to put the trailer up there. Um, if you enjoyed the first two games or you're just a fan of Marvel in general, um, definitely worth checking out. Oh, yeah. It's it's going to have so many characters in this thing, too. Um, I'll post it on our page as well, but they have 49 characters confirmed thus far as of May 23rd. That was when the article was released but it's got nebula star lord drax rocket Groot. i mean everyone that you can imagine you know um is in this game so far um some obscure ones i mean you take everything you've seen from basic avengers and and that but i love that it's got wolverine the sentinels um it's got ronan the accuser in it kingpin is in it green goblin nick fury uh Black Widow, Back from the Dead. Woohoo! Lockjaw, a giant bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's in it. Part uh, of Excalibur. Yeah, I'm trying to get you some rare ones. Uh, Inhuman Princess Crystal's in it. Of course, Thanos. Uh, Daredevil, Deadpool, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Miles Morales, Spider-Gwen. Um, I'm trying to find... I just... I like some of these just uh, obscure ones. I love seeing the X-Men in it, though, like Psylocke's in it, Juggernaut, Beast, Nightcrawler. I, how are you not excited about this game if you're a Marvel fan? This yeah. It comes out uh, October. Um, it uh, it comes out um, October 26th. So um, IGN did post it was coming out July 19th. It's not coming out that soon. It says... We incorrectly identified Marvel Ultimate Alliance as a... Oh, wait. Why did you reload? Right when I'm reading this article. Um, I think it does... Actually, in July it comes out. Yeah, that's what I'm reading. July 19th. Like, they had put October 26th, but it's July 19th. So, even better. This comes out this summer. Um, I'm hoping that it does really well on the Switch, but (laughs) I am... Fingers crossed, hoping that you see this game on your Xbox, uh, your PlayStation 4, or even Steam. If you're an online gamer, I think the more games like this catch wind, I mean, this will open the door for games like Marvel vs. Capcom and other Marvel games. Because, geez, we have not gotten a a traditional X-Men game since, I think, PS2? It's been a while, yeah. Yeah, because they used to have those uh, other uh, role-playing games before Ultimate Alliance. They were X-Men ones. It was X-Men Legends and then Legends 2. But it's been since the PS2 days uh, since that's come out. Yeah. Well, the nice thing is, you know, uh, X-Men is back with Marvel Official now. And, you know, there's going to be a big push to, you know, bring them back into the fold and, and get them back out to where... You know, people loved them as much as they used to back in the early 90s. Oh, yeah. Well, that's crazy. I started seeing, like, X-Men things at Target, like that X-Men t-shirts, and yeah, it's all good. I know I know, Dark Phoenix is coming out. That could be a reason why you're starting to see some more X-Men stuff, and it's. I'm just happy to see it in video game form, because the exactly. X-Men have so many bitching characters. Marvel just has bitching characters in general, so... <laughs> All right, and then moving on to our final story, uh, also in video games. Uh, 
Where are we going? Down the pipe. That's where we're going, although the little sound bite (laughs) that I need is not there. So just just go with it for a second. And I'm just going to hit random stuff until we play it. And I'm dragging and I'm dragging and I'm going (laughs) to. And then uh, I cannot believe it's not there. Are you kidding me? So to give you guys a little uh, oh there it is look behind the scenes we spend about 20 minutes before recording the show <laughs> figuring out sound bites and and you know show order and all of that stuff and so <laughs> Tony spent God probably a good five minutes looking for the sound bite for this one <laughs> yeah and then it got mixed because it's not also on my soundboard that I that I play on here. Not everything is labeled like it's a me, Mario. It's like, for example, the Back to the Future one, when I was supposed to play that, um, it doesn't say Back to the Future. It says, tin, tin, lin, 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 lin. Like, Seriously? I'm not like, yeah, I'm not looking for tin, lin, lin, lin. I'm looking for Back to the Future. So I don't, I don't label them. I just find them and put them on there. And uh, the Mario one was hard because it's not Mario. It's, it's a me. So I had to. All right. Find it's a me. So. So why don't you hit it again, and then we can kick off the story. It's me, Mario. Yes. So Mario, as we had reported uh, a number of episodes back, has a couple new games coming to mobile, to iPhone, and uh, the one that we're going to see here pretty soon is Mario Kart Tour, which. uh, A Mario Kart uh, game on mobile is something I've been waiting for for a long time. And uh, we're just now getting our first looks at it. Um, you know, very Mario Kart looking. Um, gameplay, I know, Tony, you have a little insight in the gameplay. I'm a little bummed to hear how they're handling it. Um, but at the same time, it sort of makes sense. Yeah, it's... Uh, so on mobile... Uh, the game looks great. Um, it definitely graphic wise is fine, uh, but it looks like um, the way the game is going to play is going to be uh, it controls itself. So if you played Mario Run, it it just like Mario is nonstop run. All you do is tap the screen to so he jumps. Whereas in Mario Kart, you're going to be using your fingers to just steer and maybe hit a button to do a power-up. Um, so that's a little disappointing on that end, but uh, they did test it. There's a beta out to uh, Europe and Japan right now, and um, some of the people that have tested it on the Android, some of the things they're saying is initial reports, it's it's simplified. Your racer drives automatically. You just drag left or right to the corner. Typical roster of, com- of familiar courses and items and characters are included. Um, there is no Birdo, is what they said. <laughs> Graphic-wise, it looks great. Um, uh, but this is going to be fun. Great for mobile. I mean, you can't, they're not going to give you the whole package or anything. I think they are going to do microtransactions, so you can buy different characters over time. Yeah, so it'll be uh, free to download, so you'll be able to play it right <laughs> off the bat. But, uh, yeah, you're going to have to pay to either get new characters or skins or carts or maybe even levels. Yeah, it, 
it's getting good feedback though. Um, the people that have played it, they're saying um, it's uh, multi-level drivers, carts, gliders. Race drivers have advantages during that. Stamina system limits races available on an hourly basis. So um, everything is in beta mode, but from the general early feedback is is it looks pretty cool. So. Yeah, and we're supposed to see it sometime this summer. They haven't given an official release date yet, but, uh, you know, we're right around the corner for summer. So, you know, just keep your eyes open. Uh, the other thing that's neat is they've uh, revealed the roster. So, obviously, you're going to get Mario, Luigi, Peach, Bowser, uh, Toad, um, Shy Guy, Toadette, Metal Mario, Dry Bones, and then the baby characters as well. That's actually pretty good for... Uh for just an initial rollout like that. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have like the Mario Kart eight roster, which is huge, but at the same time, it's, it's pretty good, you know, from mobile game. Absolutely. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. It's awesome to see Nintendo branch away, you know, cause they've had the DS, they've had the handheld market for so long. It's nice to see them expand and play nice with mobile phones. Um, Sega's done it forever, and uh, it's nice that uh, Nintendo is doing that now as well. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited. So uh, sometime in the next, I would assume, three months or so, we'll see this come out. We'll get a chance to play it. We'll give you our official review. And uh, so, yeah, you know, for a show that was uh, didn't have a lot of stuff, we were able to make it fun, drag it out a little bit, uh, we did. We added a lot of farts, and there was only minimal technical difficulties, and there wasn't as much impersonations from me this time because I am sick, and that sucks. But yep. So, again, we appreciate everybody who subscribes, downloads, streams. Uh, follow us again on our social media, Proton Pack Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And, uh, yeah, you know, we, uh, we love seeing our download numbers increase. Uh, we've got a couple... Uh, changes that we're going to be looking to make here pretty soon uh on the back end of things and we'll fill you in on those and uh aside from that tony if you want to go ahead and take us out goodbye